It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't worry, y'all. Only six more weeks and you'll get everything that you wish for. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to ask me a question for this week's edition of the Weekly Wednesday Mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Carolina Panthers 10 the Tennessee Titans 17 as the Panthers fall to 1-10 after yet another putrid offensive performance there in the Music City of Nashville, Tennessee. Whew, yes, another thrilling, thrilling day of Carolina Panthers football action. Appreciate the 42 of you that are live with me now on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And thank you to the 7,000, over 7,000 people decided that they want to subscribe to this channel and listen to me talk about the worst football team in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers had a chance to win this game. As they've had chances to win a couple of games this season, but the offense just was not interested in doing it. We have talked about this a few times now post-buy. The Panthers' defense has been more than you could even expect from them, considering that J.C. Horn has now missed Nine games. Shaq Thompson's missed a ton of games. The amount of injuries that they've had on that side of the ball. And for them to go out there and to continuously put up efforts that are good enough for the Panthers to win, you got to applaud Jero Vero in that unit for what they've been able to do. With the Deshaun Jamesons of the world having to start after the Panthers don't have J.C. Horn out there. They don't have C.J. Henderson. They've lost. DiCaprio Boodle had to step in because of the injury to Horn and to Henderson that they've been able to go out there and at least have the team in the game. For a competent offense... The Panthers' defense would be good enough to win football games. Unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers, as we know, through 11 games, do not have a competent offense. The Panthers were down 17-3 at the half. The Panthers' offense was able to put together an 11-play drive to go down there and cut the lead to 17-10. After that, the Panthers had four drives, four offensive drives, four opportunities to go out and tie the game. I asked on Twitter, at Julian Council, at that point, did you ever think, once the Panthers cut the lead down to 17-10, if the Panthers would actually go down there and tie the game? And, of course, everyone said no. At no point did I believe 
the Panthers were ever going to drive the ball down the field and score a touchdown because they can't protect and they have a bunch of penalties. It was not going to happen. Receivers can't get open. I never believed. The Panthers' defense was good enough in the second half. This is the Titans' drive chart in the second half. Punt, 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 punt in the ball game. You held them scoreless in the second half. You should be able to at least tie and take that game to overtime, if not win, when your defense performs at that level in the second half of a game in the NFL. But these are the four drives that the Carolina Panthers cut the lead down to 17 to 10. Punt, 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 turnover on downs. And a key factor to all of that is the starting position for the Carolina Panthers. For an offense that is as bad as the Panthers' offense is, they cannot start the game, a drive deep into their own territory. And that was the case today. That first drive after cutting the lead down to seven, they start at their own 12. The next drive, at their own 11. The next drive, at their own nine. And the final drive, a touchback, they started the drive at the 20. And in none of those drives did they move the ball down the field and threaten to score on the Tennessee Titans. Not even a field goal was threatening in any of those four drives. And honestly, tip of the cap to Ryan Stonehouse, who's the Titans punter. He averaged a punting distance of 53.8 today. He might have been the player of the game. The Panthers started drives on their own 20, 21, 4, 20, 10, 33, 12, 11, 9, and 20. And the only drive where they scored was, you guessed it, on their own 33 when they had the best field position of the day, and that was because of a kickoff. The Carolina Panthers' offense is beyond repair. It's completely broken. The Carolina Panthers' offensive coaching staff will not be here this time next year or in a couple of weeks. They're all going to be gone. We can sit here. We can talk about it. It's over. It's over for them, man. It's just so disappointing considering all the hype going to the season about what this offense potentially could be compared to what we've seen the last couple of seasons and then now looking at it after 12 weeks of the season and through 11 games and seeing it's the worst offense in the NFL by far. And the funny thing, too, about this game, despite how bad the offense was only putting up 10 points, the difference in the game really came down to a fumble because the offensive line can't protect. Ike Aquanu gets absolutely whipped by Arden Key. Arden Key sacks Bryce Young. Bryce fumbles. Titans put that, turn that into seven points, score a touchdown. Then before the half, I don't know what the hell Frank Reich thought his offense was going to do. He was watching a unit that so far had only put up three points that hadn't moved the football really at all during the day, and they could not protect Bryce Young. So he decided, okay, before the half, let's try and get some points. They called a timeout on second down. After for really a first down of reception, they called a timeout. Second down was an incompletion. So they had two timeouts remaining. There is a third and two on their own 18 with 38 seconds left in the game. In that situation, with two timeouts remaining, you run the football. If you pick up the first down, then you can call timeout and still try to get down the field to get in field goal range. But in that situation, you run the ball. Because if you don't get the first down, which the Panthers didn't when they passed the football, the clock runs out. Your opponent, Tennessee, doesn't have any timeouts. And you go to the locker room only down 14-3. to But instead of running the football in that situation. The Carolina Panthers decided to throw it. Of course, it was incomplete. That gives the Tennessee Titans an opportunity to get the football back, and the Titans go 27 yards in five plays and kick a field goal before the half. 
That is all on a lack of situational awareness. That is game management. That is on coaching. And yes, poor defense to not get off the field and to allow Tennessee in that short amount of time. Because they only had about 35 seconds to get down 27 yards and five plays, get in the field goal range. That is all on coaching. The Titans should have never been in a situation where they can get three points. So when you look at the game, as bad as the offensive line was, we're going to talk about them here momentarily, as bad as the offense as a whole was, that's 10 points right there, man. 10 points on a fumble and three points with seven on a fumble, three on your coach not understanding clock management and the situational football knowing that his opponent has no timeouts and if you run the ball, don't get it, you can run out the clock and go into the half. So, yet another reason why Frank Reich will not be here next year as the Carolina Panthers head coach. The Panthers offense, four different opportunities after they cut the lead to seven, and they were able to do absolutely nothing with it. And that, again, is an indictment on Frank Reich and the entire operation here in Carolina as the Panthers fall to 1-10 on the season. Now, the offensive line, which I thought was going to be a strength this season, has been anything but it has been a complete disaster the o-line is in disarray and when you look at the guard combinations it's worse than you even could have imagined after watching all these games we'll talk about the state of the carolina panthers offensive line here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. When you do, make sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of the year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Shout out to the 110 people here live with me on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Again, after every Carolina Panthers game, I am live here on YouTube uh, breaking down the Panthers' loss because the Panthers do not win games here in 2023, unfortunately, as they're now 1-10, losing 17-10 to on the road in Tennessee, an offensive performance that was yet again embarrassing, a defensive performance that should have been good enough for most teams in the NFL probably every team except for the Panthers, uh, to win this game on Sunday. But that was not the case, as Frank Reich's unit is a complete embarrassment and the primary reason why he will not be the head coach for the Carolina Panthers come 2024. Only six more weeks, everybody, and you'll get your wish. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network had some reporting on that on Sunday. We'll get into that here in just a moment. We talked to Tyler Rowland 
of Locked on Titans uh, back on Thursday for our crossover episode brought to you by Price Picks. And he talked about how bad the Titans offensive line was. And I told him how the Panthers offensive line was also pretty bad. And there was two guys who could wreck the game both on a defensive line. For the Tennessee Titans, it was Jeffrey Simmons. And for the Carolina Panthers, it was Derrick Brown. And well, Jeffrey Simmons was the best player on the field on Sunday, and he is probably the main reason the Tennessee Titans won this football game, aside from their punter, Ryan Stonehouse, who put the Carolina Panthers in adverse situations all day long. Simmons was a monster. Uh, five solo tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, Fumble recovery. The Titans overall had four sacks on the day. And speaking of those four drives the Panthers had uh, after they cut the lead to within seven, Bryce Young was sacked on three of those four drives. He was constantly under pressure. Uh, the fourth down call, uh, well, of course, you know, let's might as well just talk about that. Uh, they threw a screen pass. Uh, Frank Reich said that Bryce Young checked to that play and that DJ Shark was too far behind the line of scrimmage. And if it's blocked correctly, and I guess ran correctly by the wide receiver, that could have ended up in a touchdown. Uh, I don't believe that. The Panthers aren't capable of scoring touchdowns. I did also, when I asked people on Twitter whether they felt like the Panthers at any point were going to score uh, to tie the game or even take the lead, uh, someone said no. They reached their quota of one touchdown for the game, which is a great joke. 14, I believe, offensive touchdowns uh, on the season for the Carolina Panthers through 11 games. Pathetic. So, no, they were not going to even score on that play. But apparently, Bryce Young checked into that and made the right decision, according to Frank Reich. And typically, coaches say, Well, I got to watch the film before I can let you know. And I'm sure someone, hopefully, on Monday will ask again, Hey, was that the right decision by Bryce Young? But why on earth is that the check on a fourth and six play? Typically, when it's fourth in game, you want to throw the ball beyond the sticks. But for whatever reason, that was the option that Bryce Young was given, and you can blame Bryce, but why is he even given the option to make that decision? That is my question. And Bryce took ownership, which he should, but why? Why on earth is that even an option for Bryce Young in that situation? But it didn't really matter. They weren't going to go down the field and score a touchdown anyway, so might as well get the game over with so the rest of us can move on with our Sundays. Uh, so yeah, the Titans defensive line, primarily Jeffrey Simmons. He was great. Arden Key, who got the key play where it was the sack and then the fumble that was uh, recovered by Jeffrey Simmons. He was awesome. He killed Ike Aquanu. And I saw before even coming up here, some people already in the chat here live on the stream, and they were just saying, like, Aquanu just figured out forgot how to play football I don't know what's going on there um they don't really have any other option at left tackle with Christensen out and probably not even left tackle in the first place uh they can go to David Sharp I don't know how that's gonna be any better I guess they could try Ricky Lee it's just gonna be what it is this year and you, you've got to freaking hope that he can figure it out moving forward but it's been it's been tough to see for a, a local guy Played at State. Congrats to the Wolfpack on the win last night, by the way. Pains me to say it. Um, he's regressed. And that is just unacceptable for a player who really looked like he was going to finally be that foundational piece shot at left tackle. That has not been the case. Nico Autry also for the Titans. He played well. Just They just destroyed the Panthers. And that was really the difference. Their defensive line beat up on a bad offense line where the Panthers' defensive line did not do the same. Just where... Has Shai Tuttle been this season? Where's Deshaun Williams been this season? Two key pieces in free agency on the defensive line. We really have not talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about the offensive failures like my uh, like Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst and really everybody except for Adam Thielen. We talked about them. We have not spent a lot of time talking about Shai Tuttle and Deshaun Williams 
being verifiable no-shows all season long for the Carolina Panthers. We see Derek Brown doing his best, but there's no one else on the defensive line that's standing up and doing anything. And that was a position group that we were wondering after they got rid of Marquand McCall, like, what exactly are you going to do here? They brought in LeBron Ray, Nick Thurman. Like, what have they done? What have they done? And even the guys they brought in, as I mentioned, and Deshaun Williams and Shai Tuttle have provided basically nothing for the Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers D-line was not able to win this game while the Titans D-line did beating up on a bad offensive line. Now the Panthers offensive line is just in disarray as we can see, but in particular at the guard position, yeah, Icky Kwan at left tackle, he hasn't been great. Uh, Bradley Bozeman at center, he hasn't been great. Taylor Moten probably had an off year. He's still been better than everyone else that's suited up on the O-line, and that's really a low bar, and that kind of has been the case here throughout his career in Carolina as he's been the only constant, and it was a player who's deserving of the contract he was given. We'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do with him um, moving forward as there are some serious cap ramifications they do decide to move off of him uh, come the offseason. But the rest of the unit, man, at guard, it's just been – it's been a disaster. Brett Toth started today at right guard of Austin Corbett out for the rest of the season with an MCL injury. Hopefully Corbett, if he even comes back, will be healthy next year. We'll see where that goes. But Toth, if you're asking who the hell is that, he made his second career start. He went to the United States uh, Military Academy at West Point, uh, deferred his service to go to the NFL for whatever reason. Um, he, signed with the, he was signed for the Eagles practice squad on October 24th. Uh, so he's just been sitting there on the roster, not playing until now. Uh, so he got to start at right guard. He got beat a couple of times, as you would expect. Uh, Chandler Zavala, he also was starting today uh, at left guard, but he was injured in the second quarter of a knee injury. He had to go out. He was replaced by Cade Mays. Brett Toth moved over to left guard while Mays moved into right guard. Then Mays went down with an injury. And hey, congratulations, Nash Jensen. Undrafted free agent out of North Dakota State. Your time is here. Welcome to the NFL. He got his first snaps as he went in there to play right guard today. And, well, Mays got injured when Jeffrey Simmons just demolished him. So, unfortunate to see Cade Mays back in his home state of Tennessee get injured. But that's the state of the Carolina Panthers offensive line. At guard, they had to play. Brett Toth, who was on the Eagles practice squad a month ago and... Not an impact player at all, along with Nash Jensen, who played his first snaps ever in the league. By my count, the Carolina Panthers have pl- have played nine. My dad's calling me in the middle of this. Uh, by my count, the Carolina Panthers have played nine different offensive line combinations this season. Nine. Brady Christensen and Chandler Zavala. Chandler Zavala and Cade Mays. Zavala and Throckmorton. Calvin Throckmorton and Austin Corbett. Chandler Zavala and Austin Corbett, Zavala and Brett Toth. And then because of injury, those are the starting ones. And because of injury, they've had to play Throckmorton May and Mays together, Toth and Mays together, and Toth and Jensen together. Nine. Nine different guard combinations. You're not going to have success with that at all. And you'll notice of the nine combinations I mentioned, Christensen with Corbett is not one of them. At no point did they ever have their starting two guards play together this season. And when that is the case, you are set up for failure. And this is not to be an excuse. It's just a reality. When you have to start nine different guys, including a rookie in Zavala, a second-year player in Cade Mays, a experienced player in Throckmorton who you got off of waivers, um, also a first-time player in Nash Jensen today, Toth, 
who was signed off a practice squad and only had one career start to his name until this afternoon, you're just not going to have success. You're not going to be able to run the football, which they could not do today. You're not going to be able to protect Bryce Young, which, again, they were not able to do today. Like, at least with the guards, there was somewhat of a reason. I can't explain to you why Ike Aquano has played the way he's played this season. I can, in a bit, in a way, explain to you why Bradley Bozeman has played this way because of, well, the nine different combinations at guard next to him this season. You need continuity on the offensive line, as we saw two years ago in 2021 when they started 13 different combinations, 17 games, brutal offensive line. Could not run the ball effectively, could not protect whoever the quarterback was. When you're not healthy, you're not able to get the continuity, and this is what we see. But even with that, they missed the evaluation of Chandler Zavala so far. He has not been good. Cade Mays so far, that they've missed on that evaluation. Throckmorton, okay, whatever, in a way, because they got him off waivers. Made sense to get a veteran player. Uh, they don't. They never wanted him to play a key role. It's just unfortunate that that was the case because they, they didn't even expect him really to come in and be the starter until Corbett came back. That was Zavala. So they missed on Zavala so far. They missed on Mays so far. And then, hell, you're playing a guy at the practice squad, Brett Toth, because of injuries. And you're also playing a guy in Nash Jensen because of injuries. So, yeah, they've missed on their evaluations. They've had to throw guys out there that they never planned on playing. But all of it's just been a disaster. And that has played into the lack of development from Bryce Young through his first 10 starts of his career here in the NFL. So the Titans... They laid waste to a bad offensive line. The Panthers could not do that, and I'm not trying to blame the defensive line at all. It's just that was really large part the game today. Panthers' offensive line, inability to run the football, inability to block for Bryce, and, well, fumble because your offensive line there on the left side, Iki Kwanu can't block, and that pretty much is the difference in the game on Sunday as the Panthers fall 17-10 on the road against the Tennessee Titans, now 1-10 on the season. Only six more weeks to go. For Frank Reich as the Carolina Panthers head coach, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network had reporting on that on Sunday morning. And I know y'all want blood. Looks like you're going to have to wait till after Christmas. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball with the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James, you can have him, and you can have Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions and if you get that you can win 25 times your money price picks is really simple to play you make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds it's it's that simple y'all quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for your first deposit match up to 100 that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. 
And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All Panther fans want for Christmas is for Frank Reich and Scott Fair to get fired. Maybe they'll get their wish, but according to Mike Garofolo, NFL insider for the NFL Network, he reported on Sunday that Frank Reich's future will be determined after the season, which means there's still six more weeks of this. And whether Frank Reich gets fired before then or not, there's still six more weeks of the Carolina Panthers being the worst team in the NFL. Now, I talked about this, I think, last week, saying that if they fire Reich, I don't really know what good that does other than make you feel warm inside for the holiday season. Um, like They're 1-10. in 10. The offense sucks. Uh, the offensive line is in complete disarray as we just went over. Getting rid of Frank Reich's not going to change the fact that their offensive line with the guard position has been just ravaged by injuries. Like, okay, cool. You change them out. Those guys are still not going to be able to block. Thomas Brown, maybe he calls plays. I don't know. It's the offense that he developed with Frank Reich. I still just think it's crazy that Reich decided that, hey, let me decide to take back play calling, and it's still been the same mediocre results that we've seen the first six games and the three games with Thomas Brown and now the last two games. So, yeah, I don't know who calls plays. I don't think that helps Bryce Young as far as development is, and that was the main thing that Mike Garofolo was saying is that they're still trying to see – what Frank Wright can do as far as developing Bryce Young for the remainder of the season. At least that was reporting going into Sunday. Now, Joe Person of The Athletic tweeted out, he saw David Tepper after the game yell out a nice four-letter F word. So, yeah, maybe that changes because we know this is a very emotional owner that's not very patient, has been way more patient than I think a lot of people, uh, of course, want and could have expected at this point. But what, 1 in 10, we all know the writing's on the wall. Frank Reich, he's done. Uh, but in the meantime, it's going to be trying to help Bryce Young. And I don't know if it helps your quarterback uh, to keep Frank Reich around. I don't think it necessarily helps your quarterback to get rid of him. I, I don't know. It's going to be done at some point in time. It does nothing right now other than make you feel good. And the team's still going to suck. They're still going to lose games. And who knows? Maybe, you know, because I was the guy last year who thought, hey, okay, they got rid of Matt Rule. Okay, here, cool. We got Steve Wilkes. The problems, yesterday's problems, still today's problems. And for a large part, they still were. Like, the offense still wasn't great. Now, for, <laughs> Steve Wilkes did uh, coach the greatest offensive performance in franchise history. So it did get a little bit better, but they were still largely one-dimensional, but at least they found an identity. And the team was competitive, which right now, obviously they are not. Maybe a Jero Vero takes over and he could win the final six games. I would doubt that would be the case, but if he does, then maybe he has consideration to be the head coach. We just saw David Tepper say no. And for Jero Vero, I do wonder what exactly his offensive pitch was. Because for Steve Wilkes, who showed that he could lead the team to success and on the precipice of winning the division, he had to have had an offensive plan to convince David Tepper that he was the guy. That's the case for any defensive coach. And the concern for defensive coaches is that you're going to lose your offensive coordinator. And when you do, are you going to be able to replace him and have your offense at the same level 
as they were as it was before you lost that coach. We have seen in Tennessee with Mike Brable, he had Mike LaFleur, who's now was it Matt LaFleur? He had Matt LaFleur. LaFleur, LaFleur. He's up there in Green Bay. Uh, then he had Arthur Smith, who's not head coach in Atlanta. The Falcons, unfortunately, are the top in the NFC South. So he struggled. He had Todd Downing, who didn't work out. Now he has Tim Kelly, I think, is the guy. So you, you've seen how that's kind of impacted Tennessee. Also getting rid of A.J. Brown doesn't help them. So that's kind of the concern that's out there for a defensive coach. And it's a valid concern. But can they lead men? And he showed that. Steve Wilkes did last year. But I wonder what his offensive plan was. I also wonder what the offensive plan that Gerald Vero presented to David Tepper was. It was at least enough of what he presented to Tepper was enough for him to become the defensive coach here, defensive coordinator here in Carolina. Uh, I just wonder. Like, if he takes over, gets six weeks, is that going to be enough for Tepper to be like, yeah, this is my guy? He would have to win all six games. Uh, maybe five and one's enough. I don't know. We've already seen a Tepper is already cool with passing over uh, the interim. Interim coaching soccer didn't work out for him. Passing on the interim here in football didn't work out for him. I mean, everything Tepper does doesn't work out for him as far as the football and soccer, or really football and football teams here in Charlotte. So we'll see. But Garofolo is saying from the NFL Network that Frank Reich's future will be determined after the season. We know what his future is. His future is not as a Carolina Panthers head coach. Uh, and that was really always the future for Frank Reich. Let's be honest. Eventually, he's not going to be the Carolina Panthers head coach. Uh, but it came a lot quicker than we uh, had hoped and maybe would have thought back in January when he was hired here in Carolina. So no changes are forthcoming. You're unfortunately not going to get this uh, under your tree this Christmas, it sounds like. Maybe Scott Fitterer. He didn't say anything about Scott Fitterer. Garofolo didn't. And someone had asked me that apparently a bunch of Panther scouts have not been at some of the big college football games. And was that a tell that the Panthers' um, front offices basically know they're gone or quitting? I don't think they're quitting on their jobs. They don't have a first-round pick. That's my guess. They don't have a first-round pick. So it's not like any of the top players that are out there they're going to be able to get. So maybe they're not overly concerned about me. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I I just saw that in my DMs, and I haven't really kind of fact-checked to see what games they've been to. They're doing their work as on the scouting side. They're not doing a good job, as we've seen, because this is a poorly constructed roster. Uh, but I don't really think they're, they're just giving up on their jobs right now. Maybe they are, uh, but I would doubt that would be the case. So, yeah, no changes forthcoming as far as the head coach right now. And I'm sure Frank Rock will come back on Monday and say – yeah, no staff changes, y'all. No staff changes. Keep asking, no staff changes. There will be staff changes. It will be the entire staff. Maybe the defensive staff stays around since they're under contract. That would be nice to see. Um, but it's Gerald Vero, man. He should be interviewing for head coaching jobs. To be able to do what he's done with this defense. And I write it down during every game, at the beginning of the game. The injured defensive starters. J.C. Horn has missed 10 games. Shaq Thompson's missed 9. Xavier Woods has missed 3. Von Bell has missed 3. Justin Houston has missed 4. Brian Burns missed 1. Marquise Haynes has missed 9. And that defense went out there and only gave up 17 points today. And one of them was a sudden change where they haven't been great in those situations at all this season. And that is certainly not a good look for a defense at all. But that's not necessarily – I mean, it's not – it's in scoring range anyways. But uh, they've been good after the bye. And they've had a ton of injuries, and that's what they're putting up. So, Jero Vero deserves a chance to be a head coach in the NFL. And this is a pretty good resume that he's built with the rash of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe he gets an opportunity to be the interim here. Maybe he can be the head coach here one day. Uh, I'm not going to get my hopes up there, and I don't necessarily know if that's what I want. And anyways, just going to let things play out. But, uh, yeah, it's going to happen soon enough. And for me, content-wise with the podcast – Look, I got six more weeks of the NFL season. This is the easiest time it is. If they're going to fire Frank Reich, I'd rather it be on Black Monday. Just do it in six weeks. Give me something to talk about then. Don't do it now. 
because I already have things I can talk about. A bad football team. Do it in six weeks. Selfishly, that's what I want. I don't think it's going to matter either way if they fire him now. So just wait. Wait. For content's sake, wait. Uh, and as far as the development of Bryce Young, 18 of 31, 194 yards, 76.5 passer rating. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did have the fumble. Just not good enough. Bryce wasn't even really bad today. It's just he doesn't have a chance. Adam Thielen was double teamed. Great defensive strategy by the Titans. Uh, Panthers have one guy that can beat you. Well, in a way, because Panthers aren't winning games anyways. But theoretically, they have one guy that can beat you. And it took that guy away. Mingo, God, he can't make any plays at all. It's just, just nothing's been inspiring about this draft class that they brought in. Zavala, uninspiring. Johnson went out with a elbow injury, uninspiring. Mingo, uninspiring. And then... Jamie Robinson, don't even see him on the field. So he's get, there's other guys who are coming in, like Boodle, like Deshaun Jameson, who are getting opportunities. Alex Cook are getting opportunities. And Jamie Robinson, who they drafted in the fifth round, is not out there playing. Another reason why this front office, in particular Scott Fitter, will not be here come 2024. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all. Make sure to subscribe uh, and follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And thank you to 182 of you that are here live right now and all the folks that have come through on this post-game podcast. Uh, it's up on the Carolina Panthers 17-10 to 10 loss here on YouTube. Uh, and also, guys, uh, make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesday I'll be back to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Going to continue doing that throughout the rest of the regular season. So six more weeks. Then after that, going to move it over to Friday, as I expect that first week. Fingers crossed that they wait. will be a very busy week talking about Frank Reich and Scott Fitter no longer being here in Carolina. So I'll answer all your questions that Friday once the offseason begins here in Carolina. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.